Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. From the trees over your head to the lawn you hate to mow and everything green in between. Garden Mama's here to help you keep on growing. Still the empress of everything green. Here's your horticulture maven, Garden Mama Nellie Neal on Super Talk Mississippi. Oh my goodness. I shouldn't open trays memes right before we go on the air because now I'm going to laugh to start. But I guess that's a good way for a Saturday. Whatever day you're listening, come on and giggle along with us today. This is the Garden Mama Show. Potato jokes are very much in fashion right now because it's potato planting time. Now, we're going to begin today with a question, which was here when I got here this morning. Just Well, I think it was. Yeah, it was, in fact. And it's a great question. We've just planted potatoes onions, and carrots. I've read that constant moisture is necessary. That's true. We will be gone for five days in the week upcoming in Zone 8 in where she lives. There's not any predictions of rain. Um, should we turn the drip hose on under covered 6 mil plastic, keeping the ends vented, or leave it uncovered with the drip hose on? Okay. How often should, it, should the water come on? Uh, the water should come on late morning, and and beyond long enough, you, you'll have to test and see your particular system, but you really do want it to soak deeply but not puddle. So maybe 15 minutes, might be 10, might be 20, but it's not going to be a long time. You're just wanting to you just want to keep the area damp. Okay. Now, as far as the cover is concerned, I'm going to look at the high and low temperatures because these are all very hardy plants. I don't believe that there's any temperatures. I'm not looking at it right now, so that's why I want you to. I don't believe that there are any nights lower than 35 degrees. If I'm wrong about that, you'll want to put the cover on with it vented. But if the days are going to be sunny and I'm concerned that it might heat up too much and then therefore require too much water to sustain, I would rather it was open air and water once a day at late morning. Okay? What a great idea. You're really thinking ahead. I appreciate that. I appreciate very much also at uh, supertalk.tv, my garden pictures are coming up there today. When you see a clump of green leaves on the surface of one of my beds and a whole bunch of sticks sticking up, that's telling you that it is, in fact, time to cut back your things like flocks in this case cut the brown stems off because they're already popping up with their nice clumps. If it is going to be time to divide them, which I'm not going to do right now, probably not this year is what I'm saying, um, you'll want to go ahead and do some of that. So there's a lot of work to be done, a lot of things that we can get with. And then, frankly, in the garden science world this week, we've got (laughs) good news and kind of crazy news, too. I I never think of it as bad news, but... I, I don't I don't really know that much about sea lampreys, so we're going to talk about that a little bit today. 500 million, million year old animals with sharp toothed suction cups for mouths. 
interesting creatures, lampreys. But we're going to talk about their brains and our brains. And there's also a bunch of stuff about more I, – I don't know why I didn't write this book. I could literally just take the top story in root microbe news every week, and it would be a book in about six months because we have made so many. There have been such good research going on for the last several years, and now that the revelations are coming out and we're beginning to understand the things that in part we knew from a little bit of research, but we also knew some of it intuitively, and we also knew it from experience. So now that we're seeing it in a scientific format, it's it's wonderful to know that in fact root microbes are the cup of tea, as we would say. They are the taste creators in many senses. People will tell you, and you may not believe them until you taste it yourself, that the tomato grown in a rich soil is better than a tomato grown in sand. The same variety, same plant group. Some people don't think so because they they like one and not the other. But when we're talking about the development of taste, we are oftentimes talking more about the soil than perhaps we thought. So that's one of the pieces of the puzzle. Are you rooting any roses from the roses that you pruned this month? I am. Discussing, uh, we can discuss rooting hormone or the lack thereof. I forgot. I didn't put any rooting hormone in mine, and I didn't go get the liquid one that I have and water them either. So they look pretty good, though. We're going to see how that goes. We'll see how that turns out. You'll help me with that. I've got some suggestions for you if you need to replace plants that either froze or or your dog ate well i was gonna do that (laughs) i was gonna get to that i figured not not my not my dog not not my dog i didn't send you those pictures they were too sad yeah you saw do you want to go ahead and tell the story beaver (laughs) beaver's been running through my yard a little too long in the yard i think he was he was was having too much fun i can show you plenty of other things that's just the trees that he has had a blast with. Uh, yeah. His favorite is the the palm. He seems to really like that palm tree. I, I mean, he believes scalped I, off I, all. I, the, I think he's going to take it down at some point. He, he has scalped <laughs> off a good bit of that, and uh, that's growing his pups. Yeah, he'll know. have it all in his teeth. And, you know, it's like thread. That's funny. Oh but, yeah, it's very fibrous. He's, he's 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 sawed through the fig that I had recovered. And loved and taken such great care of, and uh, he has sawed through that. Went right through that, and he's, we're not talking about pruning, y'all. No, we're no, talking about through that. decapitating I mean, it. It. Was, it was as big around as a golf ball. I mean, he went through that. Uh, you got the the rose, the beautiful yeah, roses, roses that again I rehabbed and saved and worked so hard <sighs> on. He, he, he those, just wants so. all your attention. That's yeah. The and, then, and then the olive, he got over to that the other day, and that's when I got on him. And you saw the picture yeah. of him, you know, cowered down. You at intimidated my feet. him. I, I just looked at him, and he went, "Uh oh." Yeah, uh, my yeah, mother could man. do that to me. Mm. She could put, put me in the corner in a heartbeat. Never had to say a word. Just looked at me. God. I know how he feels. <laughs> man, he's awesome. I mean, and it's just. Uh, he definitely now, has a penchant for he, <laughs> he, it he up. likes what you like, yeah. and that's kind of yeah, how I that's, think that's what you it know, is. He, it, it's your stuff, so that's what he wants to do. Um, I, I had a dog that would selectively eat only my clothing off of the line, mm. drying it out in, in the sunlight, would leave the socks that belonged to my roommate, would leave the sheets that belonged to my roommate, take all my stuff and drag it across the yard. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but is there any happen. hope for the fig tree that you saw? It, well, I mean, what do I need to do to that now? I, I, at this point, you, you need Pray. to see it. Yeah, I was going to say maybe a couple of chants over it, you know, see if it can sprout another leaf. I, I was just looking at mine this week. I have one that has decided that it's going to grow on the one side after it f- 
froze and burned up last year, burned up and then froze last year. And it, it has decided it's going to grow on one side. The other one, though, has absolutely nothing going on. So I'm finally going to be able to cut it down because I didn't like it that much anyway. But, but it had great growth at the bottom where it had, there were several, yeah. you know, during the last season. And it, there was four or five nice foot. Well, he ate those first. And I, I thought, okay, well, after I talked to him about it. Harumph. And, yeah. And, but, yeah, he, when I turned around one day, he, he had gone for the main main tree and had done a really good job. I mean, if you consider that a good destruction. job. Destruction. Destruction, yeah. a good job. Complete Chaos theory. Well, now here's the thing. Plants will surprise us. So, I mean, sometimes, indeed, they will come back from the roots because he didn't eat the roots. And so that may, in fact, happen. And that's the same thing is true with the shrubs and trees that you may want to replace. And, again, I'm going to tell you if it's in the front yard or if it's in the middle of your view and you don't want to wait for it to come back or not come back, it's your plant. You can dig it up and put it somewhere else. You can get rid of it if you want to. That's entirely up to you. But – if you are interested in some other choices, I've got some other suggestions for plants, both drought-tolerant things and also just some things with a different set of looks. For example, if you were, if you had to replace Bradford pears, for example, there's some good cherries to, to pick for a very early spring bloom, but a different-looking tree just for a change. And, of course, if you haven't pruned those roses, you're going to want to. So <laughs> that's, it's, we're running a little late. Mine have already leafed out. So I hope that if you have not, I, I discovered yesterday I had left one out. So I was out there pruning around the new growth. You don't want to do that. But if you have to, well, we still need to control them a little bit. This particular one will not be bushy if I don't do some pruning on it. So I went ahead and did a little bit. Can we go to Hattiesburg on the phone, please, sir? Thank you very much. Good morning. Welcome in, Ulda. Thank you. What's what's up with your squash? Well, uh, last year I had some ripe fruit squash that came up, bloomed, put on fruit, and never got a bite. They popped over and died. Hmm. Well, if the plant collapses overnight, is that what happened? Uh-huh. Okay. That's a usually going to be the result of the, the squash vine borer. It's a creature that gets in there before the plant really gets growing very much. The, the mother lays the egg. The moth comes through and lays the egg on the stem as it's growing. And then when the larvae hatch, they burrow into the stem, and they eat out the inside of the stem until finally the, the squash is going along just fine, and then it collapses because of that. So what we do usually... Yeah, walking is to put a cover over the squash while the plants are young, a floating row cover, you know, some of that cloth stuff, or some other, if you have hoops that you cover already with screen or something like that, anything like that. But the best way to keep them out is to exclude the moth because you can't, once they're in the plant, there's not a great deal we can do. You'll find people... After one, if for instance, if one half of the plant collapses, they'll go and cut that part off. And sometimes you can get the rest of it to grow, but it's really not very productive. And the the best way is to exclude it in the first place. So, is there something you can get at the garden store to cover it with? Sure. I don't, I don't know about that cover. Sure. Um, tell them that you're looking for floating row cover. It's a white fabric, and it, the, the sunlight comes through, the rain comes through, or the water if you're watering. But it actually it, it ends up making the, it, the the squash plants are not visible to what's flying around them, and they can't get through it 
to get in to lay their eggs. So just ask for floating row Okay, I, I don't have a, a row of squash. I've just got two mm-hmm. or three in pots. Well, if you've got them in pots, you can do the same thing. You can do the same thing with cheesecloth, like you would buy in the uh, in the the grocery section, you know, and for baking and that kind of stuff. Cheesecloth. I use cheesecloth mm-hmm, on a container. Okay. Oh, it's just okay. a, it's just excluded. And you put it in over there before it blooms. Right, you put them on when you plant after the squash comes up. You just make sure they stay covered oh, okay. until they get big enough to be past the point where the moths will be in the neighborhood. So when they get grown, okay. it's not a problem. Let Thank me know how it so goes, much. okay? I'll try that. Thank you much. Let me know how it goes because I'm always looking to make sure things work. I, I have done it before and really had pretty good success, but I'm not the world's best squash grower. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate that. I've been known for, oh, well, just me and my squash are not necessarily the best. I've grown great squash at other points in my life, but the last couple of times I've tried to grow any, it was Kind of like last year in the escalator zucchini, what, I get three squash? I mean, they were good, but that's really not enough for all that trouble. (laughs) Oh, fun. Okay. I'll give it a try because uh, I know know that that exact bitter very well. It goes in a (laughs) lot of good cocktails, so... Hopefully he will not he, be a... We're, a having, he, we're having suggestions for what to do about the plant-munching plant dog. Munching dog. We can't do anything about the excess water in the springtime, the heat in the summer, or the drought in the fall. Those plants may have to be replaced. But we can at least do something about the dog yes, and that, yes. in this case. I'm, and thank I, you, I'm Rich. In, That's I'm a in great the idea. That's actually a great idea. Unless he, he, uh, you know, he has some... He may turn out to like it. Yeah, he may turn out to like cocktails or something. It could, could be. Him, could be. He's, a, he's a wild man. I have done this. I've done the same thing with red pepper and in a spray, and it it usually deters most things from chewing and biting, but he, not he, everything. Yeah, he really likes red pepper. <laughs> I've tried a couple of. He, he has no problem with pepper. Now the female, she she kind of snubs her nose at the extremely hot or spicy, but he he's so wild headed that he wants to try it and he likes it. He likes the. The spicy stuff. So I think the bitters may be a good idea. For those there. of you who have never had male and female dogs together, the female generally shows a little more sense than the male does, particularly at their ages, but not not just then. I've never known a female to lead the group of dogs into the road, and I've seen many a male dog do that. Scare you to death watching from your porch as they go right out into the Oh, it's awful. Anyway. Well, Here's the awkward family reunion, y'all. Turns out our brains are much like the sea lamprey, <laughs> more more so in the development than we thought before. I keep telling you, there's things under the ocean that we really need to know more about. Research from the this particular lab at the Stowers Institute for Medical Research, reporting in Nature Communications, offers a glimpse into how these ancient brains came to be, how they got to be so, as smart as they are. I mean, if you can live with... A, a suction cup, you know, for a mouth, literally you, you're doing pretty well because that's fairly passive in that regard. What they have looked at is the part of the brain that controls things like blood pressure and heart rate in us, as well as the sea lampreys, is built with particular beautiful molecular it's almost like a Lego kit, the way that they show it to you and explain it to you how these pieces go together. And it's just it's so elegant and so beautiful. I don't know if we're able to 
improve our understanding of this particular part of our brain, obviously things like blood pressure and heart rate are extremely important to us. If we can figure out ways to understand them better because we know more about the sea lamprey, I don't want to tell you this. It would be great if we could control them with our own heads or our, our some other function as opposed to having to do so much in terms of medication to keep these things together. Most vertebrates have jaws. So that distinction between us and the sea lamprey is one thing that led us to never look, never look any deeper into it before. But then at the point where the vertebrates diverged into jawed and jawless, okay, like 500 million years ago, there had to be something that got them there. And it, as it turns out, that particular part of the brain is the part that is the same. Interesting. But it's kind of odd to think about if you've never considered that we might all be related. Um, you know, I, I tend to think that anyway. But anyway, on to other stuff today. The um, <laughs> My dog dug up a 30-foot pine tree. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a big dog or a very busy chihuahua. How long did this take? Good grief. <laughs> all now. Trey's making fun of me now. That's okay. I like it. It's okay with me. When are we going to be putting in tomatoes? That's a good question. I had it I had it in four different ways this week, and the answer is not right now. Here's why. You can be starting your plants. You should be. But despite the fact that I am not a meteorologist and I don't play one on the radio, I feel confident our soils are not warm enough and won't be in zone eight for at least a month well three weeks anyway now if you want to warm up the soil get out there with your black plastic cover it up let's get it ready to go a little sooner but if you're just you know looking around saying when are we going to do this we have to get past the last frost possibility and we also have to get ourselves into some warm soil stick around this is the garden mama show Nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Are customers able to find you online? With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Hi, I'm Sammy the Shovel, reminding you how important it is to call 811 at least three working days before you dig anywhere in or around any homeowner's yard. It doesn't matter if you're putting in a new mailbox, installing a fence, French drain, sprinkler system, even a flower bed. You need to call 811 at least three working days before you dig, or you could end up responsible for a water line leak, utility line with gas or propane, or even worse, safety is in your hands. Call 811 every dig, every time. You dig? A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.